tracks, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. 500 metres from the judge in the Battle of the Bush qualifier and it's Voulay in front and it led the way three parts of a length over New Alliance up on the outside of it and then came Rural Rebel Tycoon Thunders whizzing around the outside coming into the picture see for yourself there in the centre and there followed by Vertical and also Cappuccino so homeward bound in the big one it's Voulay in front Tycoon Thunders still there Rural Rebel gets a gap through one off the fence Vertical and Cappuccino's right down the outside Vertical strides to the lead but Cappuccino's coming boldly with a big bounds levels up and went home the better Cappuccino beats home vertical it's either Evoca or Rural Rebel for next followed then by Voulay and also well back in the field of Fionnais. Cappuccino taking out the Battle of the Bush qualifier held at Clifford Park Toowoomba on Saturday night for Georgina Cartwright and Jackie Crompton as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab rounding up all of the country news and we have a lot of news to round up today with a lot of special guests coming our way as we had no less than five heats for the qualifiers for the Battle of the Bush on the weekend. We just heard Anthony Collins there with the call of Cappuccino at Toowoomba. We're going to tell you all about Kettleston for Rick McMahon and Todd Austin qualifying at Bar Calden. At Injun on Saturday, it was Galapagos for Talia Fenlon and Rodney Hay. At Gainder on Saturday, Frisco's Image qualified for Ty Wheeler and Andrew Mead. And then on Sunday, the Cunnamulla Battle of the Bush qualifier went to Expellable for Stephen Galvin and trainer Gary Bignall. Going to talk to the winning trainers on the show this morning. Helping us do the talking, as always, is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, uh, Tony, and good morning, listeners. And, of course, Tony, the nominations closed off for the Battle of the Bush final yesterday and all 37 nominations there. And uh, we've been able to concentrate on the winners. And, of course, let's not forget these place getters that have also nominated uh, may end up in the field depending on um, on the circumstances of who finally accepts and all. But we can't assess the whole lot of them, Tony, so we've concentrated on the winners only uh, in the last few weeks. Let's concentrate on that Toowoomba heat that we just heard there. Cappuccino qualifying on Saturday night and winning trainer Jackie Crompton with us on Bushby. Welcome along, Jackie. Good morning. How are you going? Yeah, good morning, Jackie. We know you're uh, headed to Dolby and uh, hopefully successful day there today. We'll ask you at the end uh, what is a good tip for Dolby. But Cappuccino, you'd have to be happy. You've set him for the Battle of the Bush uh, and uh, the, the, uh, you're in the final. Congratulations on the win Saturday. Yes, thank you. Um, we bought that horse 12 months ago, hoping that he might be a, a Battle of the Bush horse. And we uh, only had our first go at a qualifier at Nanango and ran second and then... We were lucky enough to be to be the winner in Toowoomba on Saturday night. Did it affect yes. your plans too much when uh, Gundawindi got washed out the week before? No, not really. Um, he probably probably enjoyed the bigger track at Toowoomba, um, and and it's only half an hour in from for us. We didn't have far to drive, so no, not really. We just had to keep him ticking over for the extra week. Yes, it's a, a good uh, heat, this one, with the 13 runners. The form lines are there for Cappuccino. Uh, second at Nanango, as you said, to Massini, who uh, has VJ Day form around it. We know that it won the country stampede last year. But, Jackie, this fellow's got to be a, a definite threat. Um, he's come from the back of the field on Saturday. He runs 11.50 to um, 1,400. Eagle Farm should suit him down to the ground? Yeah, I think so. I think he'll enjoy that big, long straight at the finish. Um, there's probably going to be plenty of pressure up the front and 
he likes to get back a little bit. He was probably a bit further back than what we anticipated in Toowoomba on Saturday night. But, yeah, he seems to be able to relish being back in the field and, and running home strong at the end. Must have been a hard decision for you. You had Barrier 13 and Toowoomba, but you are also nominated, I think it was the uh, in or accepted for the in-June heat. Yeah, we did accept for in-June as well, and we ummed and ahed right up until about 7 o'clock Saturday morning as to whether we'd go to in-June or not because there were still um, five in it because we were still in it at that stage, and then if we scratched, it was only a four-horse field. But when I went back through the form and I said to Wayne that I thought there was enough pace in the race in Toowoomba that we could possibly get across from that wide gate, um, and the five-hour trip compared out and the five-hour trip home, <laughs> sort of decided that we'd just stay in Toowoomba and, and see how we went from there. This galloper's got a good record on grass tracks too, Jackie, I note. Toowoomba, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, um, and he's got the form lines, as I mentioned, around Messini. I know he, he placed behind or fourth to a Voker at Chinchilla in a start recently, and it was in the field on Saturday. But, uh, the you know, he, he's got this record of going to these, these tracks and being very successful. So you'd, you'd have to be pretty confident going in. Yeah, we are pretty confident. He's Like I said, I think he's really going to enjoy that big open spaces of Eagle Farm and it doesn't matter whether it's wet or dry. He's even one on a heavy track if that's, if we're faced with that as well. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited that he's there and um, we think he'll give us a good sight. What do you do with him between now and grand final day coming up Saturday week? Uh, we won't change too much with him. Um, he'll probably have a lead off the pony. Uh, a couple of times he enjoys doing that for something different away from the track and we'll just keep doing the same as we do with him he's he's not a horse that really enjoys being out in the yard although he's got that option but he he just likes being in his stable he likes to go for lead off the pony and he's he's pretty no fuss really he's pretty easy to look after and just does everything as as we want he's He's got the name that people are going to follow pretty easy, I think, with this cool weather and cappuccinos in the morning um, as it links to that. But, uh, look, you got him in great form. A win in four placings, his last five. And this Capiro eight-year-old, he's in great form for you. We wish you well going into the final. It all comes down to barrier draws now. And uh, have you got a rider planned at this stage? Yes, well, we booked Georgie Cartwright to ride him for Saturday after she won on him on, on Saturday night in Toowoomba. She's had a ride on him now and... Um, it ended up being her only ride for the night. So she deserves to ride him and um, hopefully they'll be victorious. And finally, any tips for Dolby today for our listeners? Uh, well, both mine are a chance. Um, Artie's dream time, it's his first start for us. Um, we haven't been able to give him a jump out or a barrier trial, unfortunately, with the weather that we've had. But um, whatever he does today, he'll improve on. But I, I think he'll he'll be right up there with him and... Foxy Rose, well, she's pretty consistent. She likes running a good place. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she she's in the mix as well, and I I think she'll be a good each-way chance. Good luck with those couple going around today at Bunya Park at Dolby. Well done on Cappuccino qualifying at Toowoomba on Saturday, and look forward to catching up with you at Eagle Farm on Battle of the Bush final day. Okay, thank you. Good on you, Jackie. Jackie Crompton there, trainer of Cappuccino. Rob, we had four other heats over the weekend. We're going to uh, replay the Bar Calden heat very soon. Unfortunately, we don't have the audio for Frisco's image winning the uh, the Gainder heat on the weekend. And out of the uh, the race queue montage that uh, Racing Queensland put together on their Facebook page, going to bring you here the uh, the qualifiers back-to-back out of Injun and Kunnamulla on the weekend.
Keep in mind, this is the uh, the uh, social media montage. It sounds very flash when you're listening to it on your phone because it's got the, the jazzy music bed and everything behind it. It might not come across quite as well as we would like on radio, but you'll get the picture of what happened there with the big crowds at both Injun and Cunnamulla Saturday and Sunday. Here comes by Harry on the outside of that dynamic first. Galapagos still in front by Harry coming. Galapagos clear. Galapagos is going to beat by Harry. Yes, expellable off to Brisbane for Gary Bignall with William Pugsley's call there at Cunnamulla on Saturday on Sunday, and we heard Peter Flynn's call on In June Cup Day on Saturday, Rob, uh, with uh, Galapagos saluting full trainer Rodney Hay. And we have Rodney with us this morning. Good morning to you, Rodney. Another trainer on his way to Dolby. Congratulations with this grand old campaign at Galapagos uh, making another Battle of the Bush final. Yeah, thank you. I'm having trouble hearing you, but uh, yeah, I'm on the road to Dolby, so uh, yeah, it's a good, good win by the horse. Uh, yep. He's a bit of an underrated fellow, this one, um, uh, Rodney, but uh, he's got a good record at that sort of distance, uh, the 1,200. He's had six wins from 12 starts. He would have went in fairly quietly confident with the four-horse field, even though there was an odds-on favourite in the race. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's had, had a bit of a um, soft start sort of preparation, and um, he's been to uh, Burren down and washed out there, and David at Bangula was and washed out. I was a bit, um, maybe a bit wary of how fit he was, but he was um, he was good on the day, and the track was a bit different. I don't know how you'd explain the track. Uh, a lot of horses didn't handle the track, and um, he obviously did. And, um, yeah, he, um, he, he he won it pretty well, actually. It's only a small field, but he still won it well. As you say, uh, Rodney, in June is an, an unusual little track. It only gets to race once or maybe twice a year at best. I remember having a runner there oh, many moons ago, about 25 years ago. And I think it was one of the highlights, Rob, of my racing career was having a horse run third at in June <laughs> in a field of three that day. But we won't talk about that. But it is a tricky little track, Rodney. Yep. I just missed that anyway. That's three. And... He was, yeah, the margin suggests that too. A 1.75 length winner with 15 lengths back to the third place getter. And uh, I think you're the same boat as a few other runners having to move around with the uh, with the uh, abandonment of races due to rain. We're not going to complain about it. But this fellow's underrated, I, f- I feel. Uh, just take us through the run last year. He was eighth of 16, only beaten four lengths. Um, do you see him as a, as a worthwhile chance going into the final? Yeah, I think he is. Um, he, last year, I think... I, I'm not sure he... I think he likes the harder track. Last year, there was a bit of rain. He drew really well down there, and he, he did get stuck, uh, sort of stuck on the fence all the way, and um, it probably wasn't the best going. And um, he's... Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the race this year is how it's been. It's, um, I don't get any harder race than last year, and I think the old horse has probably had... Even though he's had an interrupted preparation, he's... Um, um, you know, he's had a few years. That was his first 1,200 metre run this time in, so um, he's going to go down there, I think, um, in pretty good battle, I'd reckon. Yeah, keep in mind, as you said, that it's only his fifth run this year, and with all those gaps there, it could go in his favour. And, Rodney, I like the fact he can win from 1175 to 1,400, so he's going to be strong at the finish. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, before I got him, I think he'd run third in a 1,500-metre race behind Goldie and Quackerjack. But I can't. I definitely can't get him to run uh, those sort of distances. But uh, he's, of course, his third time down there. He was there last year. And then in 2020, he made the final of the Country Cups as well. So uh, he's, uh, he only ever wins... Um, he only ever wins when there's a, a qualifier on, I think, so anyway. <laughs> it's a good a good habit to have with me when you've got a $200,000 final coming your way in two weeks' time or two, two sad days' time. Um, but Galapagos, as I say, I, I think he can be underrated in this and the strength of the horse at the end. He's a Teofilo. He's seven years old now. And he's, he's had such good experience going into the final. Um, look, we wish you well for the final you've got a couple of runners going around today and, and one very interesting runner i just have to quickly ask you fight the dog you've got this horse in good form yeah no he's going well he's uh, only a little little three-year-old and he came up from lindsay park and uh, craig's been at him for me for a while then um, i've had him for his last four runs and he won well in rocky uh last start i think he's probably um he's probably only day three and he's not very big and he looks for a spell but uh, yeah, we'll find out today how he goes. So, anyway, so he, can't, he won't be staying at home anyway. No, they can't win at home in their boxes. Good luck with the trio yeah. headed towards Dolby today, and congratulations again on qualifying Galapagos for the final on Saturday week. All right, thanks very much. Good on you there. That uh, uh, takes care of uh, the second of our five heats, uh, Rod, with uh, with uh, Rodney Hay there with Galapagos at Injun on Saturday. We go to Sunday and we heard expellable winning for Steve Galvin and Gary Bignall at the Cunnamulla qualifier on the weekend. And, Rob, this was another one that had to be, I guess, jigged around because uh, I think they'd had two or three goes to try and get that uh, southwest heat underway with Quilpie losing a couple of meetings and Charleville out of action at the moment. Finally, we got there on Sunday at uh, at Cunnamulla, on Sunday at Cunnamulla. I think this is a Quilpie heat, Tony. I, I rely on you to keep this uh, this flowing along in terms of where we ended up, but <laughs> it was a good win, expellable, and trainer Gary Bignall, uh, now based in Cunnamulla, originally in Ningen. Good morning to you, Gary. Congratulations on the win with expellable. Morning. Are you there, Gary? Yep. Yep. Yes. We, yep. Yeah. He uh, he went out as two dollars ninety. Uh, he was well in the market with Nick the Skip, but uh, he proved too yeah. strong in the end. And piracy, I'm pretty sure I recall, was in the uh, country stampede final last year. And you've got home by a half length. Just take us through the run, uh, your expectations going in, and uh, how you felt the horse performed. Obviously, a winner uh, it makes it a very positive result. But just take us through the run on the day. I, horse, he, he got back a bit and um, he sort of come home over top of him and won well, I thought, you know. Yeah. Well, well, he's another horse that can win out to 1,200. I know he's 800 to 1,200 in his wins, but he's had seven from 24. Yeah. Now, I, I notice his races have been spaced a month apart. Is there a reason for that or is it just circumstances? Well, last year I was getting him ready for the same race. And he got galloped on his trip real bad in Hind. And, and um, even the same race, when he got stripped, he, he ran a track record. And, you know, and he's been a bit of a problem to sort of to get ready again. You know? He's half been half lame all the time, you know. So it could go in his favour being third uh, run back from the spell on the uh, the weekend. He, he's fresh going into the final. He's had four wins out of six at Cunnamulla. 
But he's got some good form lines, Gary. I mean, he's placed behind Boingo and VJ Day, and I've got a feeling um, he's beat, uh, he's beaten VJ Day before, one of the favoured runners. Yes, he has. He's beat VJ Day. As a day got stripped, he um, beat VJ Day. Yep. So the form line's going and are pretty strong for Expellable. Um, as I said, he's going to be fairly fresh going in. Now, you're based at Cunnamulla now. You've moved up from... How long since you moved up some, from Ningen? Oh, um, eight, 18 months or so. I'm not, not actually in Cunnamulla. I'm out of Cunnamulla on a oh. property out of Cunnamulla. Yeah. So when do you head down to the uh, the big smoke uh, with Expellable? Well, I'll go to Charleville on Tuesday and Ross Tilly, he's, he's helped me a lot with him and Ross has been off the scene for a few weeks. He's got a crook eye, and, but he'll um, probably work for me on Wednesday then I'll give him a swim on Thursday and I'll head down to probably to Toowoomba and go up there in the morning of the races. Well, well done on uh, qualifying him. It's a big effort to uh, get around to all of these uh, country tracks and, and get these horses qualified. And now it'll be a fair effort to get that 790-odd K from Cunnamulla all the way into Brisbane. Well done with that, Gary, and uh, look forward to catching up at the uh, Battle of the Bush final Saturday week at Eagle Farm. Thanks a lot. Good Bye. on you. Gary Bignall there having a look at uh, what happened in Cunnamulla on uh, Sunday. Rob, we move on to the next heat, and this was Gainder on Saturday. Frisco's image saluting for Ty Wheeler and Andrew Mead. Ty Wheeler with a bit of a day out. He had a treble on the program there, including winning the Gainder Cup on remunerative for Ros Berkner, who we know is uh, the effervescent bubbly bid spotter at Magic Millions. Uh, turned her hand to training a couple, just a, a couple in work, and that would be a massive thrill there, I'm sure, for Ross to be able to win the game to couple. We'll talk more about that, but we're going to talk more about uh, Frisco's image now with Andrew Mead joining us on Bushbeat. Good morning to you, Andrew. Congratulations on the win with uh, Frisco's image and Ty Wheeler, as Tony said, a great day out with the, th the three wins. Hey, this horse is only now a Class 3 galloper. You must have been pretty excited to get this Battle of the Bush heat win on Saturday. Yes. Very excited, mate. Been trying for a little bit to get a run, but like everybody else, just washed out and washed out. Yeah, what's been but the pattern for him? Where did you try to go with uh, Frisco's image? Oh, I think the first one might have been Burren Down. Mm -hmm. Then it was transferred to Bundaberg, and then it was washed out, and somewhere else was washed out. Um, and then then go... I elected to start in the cutest race because it missed a fair bit of work with him because of the wet um, instead of the Battle of the Bush and again, it was the last jock. Well, it's so proved to be that. successful and uh, just take us through the run on the day. We weren't able to have the audio this morning, but just take us through the run where he was positioned and uh, and, at, and uh, how he finished off. He begins fairly well. He jumps sat outside or just inside the, the favourite I think it was um, and annoyed him for a little bit and then just took hold and a couple went round the outside and, and um, kept going forward and, and just annoyed the crap out of that favourite and we had to sit on them and come round the turn they just fanned a little bit and poked his head through and um, was good enough to go on with the job. He's another one that's won 800 to 1200 so the, the distance no worry at Eagle Farm for you? And no, I don't think so, mate. Shorter straight would have been better on the other side of the road. <laughs> what's his background, uh, Andrew? Is he a homebred or what sale did you pick him up through? 
Yeah, no, I bred him. Um, but fellas had the off day and set him up to me. He got crooked and he said, you can have him. So he came up here and I, I got two foals by him. And then the off day got crooked, so I donated him to the Bone Museum in town. Yeah, he's a Frisco view. He's only four years old. He's won four from um, 20. But I like the fact he's also won on heavy tracks, sand tracks. And look, he's come through and done something what other horses coming up through the ranks can't do. He's won, as you said, as a, what, Class 2 horse going into this race now, a Class 3. Yeah, a little bit of an ask, but what do you do? You've got to go somewhere, mate. Well, the form line's there because Hard Stride won the country stampede. He's finished in fourth place, as you say. You, you annoyed them enough, uh, or the, they annoyed him enough in the speed. Kravitz has been racing well. Walshy racing well. Let's not underestimate Frisco's image here because that might have happened at Gainder at $9 uh, in the starting price. But um, he's uh, he's got the form on the board, and, and you go in fairly confident, I imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, things are sort of falling into place a little bit. He's on the way up. You've got to be there to have a go, haven't you? And I guess compared to... Uh, we were just talking there with uh, Gary Bignall and, and, and uh, out at um, out at Cunnamulla. He's got like a nine-hour uh, road trip. You haven't got quite as far to come down the highway from Gympie. Yeah, no, I'll be there in half, an hour and a half, I think, mate. All right, anyhow. <laughs> I love the sound effects in the background. <laughs> yeah. Plenty going on around. Well, well done on qualifying uh, Frisco's there on the weekend and uh, congratulations on, on getting into the final. That's the first hurdle uh, jump. What do you do for a jockey? Does Ty stay on board? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think he's got a Metro licence. I'm oh, not okay. 100% sure on what happens there, so uh, I'm still open. Yeah, little little bit of work to do between now and Saturday week or at least between now and next week when you've got to declare jockeys. Thanks for yeah, joining yeah. us on the show this morning. Much appreciated. Thank you. Andrew Mead there, training Frisco's image, the Frisco view uh, that has made his way into the uh, the field. That's got to be a bit of a thrill in itself, Rob, when you've bred the uh, the horse yourself and then make it into a big race final like this. Oh, there's nothing uh, like, I think, uh, breeding, having a homebred winner in any circumstance, let alone a battle of the bush qualifier leading to a $200,000 uh, final, Tony. And it's just so uh, great to uh, have, him, have Andrew on this morning. We hope to uh, grab uh, Todd Austin for a chat about Kettleston shortly. Uh, it's just going to Message Bank at the moment. But here's what happened with the Bar Calden qualifier on the weekend. Kelmar straightens up, has a two-length lead on Zukaz. Wicked Wench to the centre of the track. Fully Max back along the rails. Zillator presents in the centre. Jarhead down the outside. Kettleston goes back towards the rails and sneaks up along the rails with Zukaz and Wicked Wench fighting it out and Kettleston coming hard. Zillator down the outside. Kettleston goes up along the rails. Wicked Wench the outside. Zukaz. Kettleston! Kettleston, you're off to Brisbane. Kettleston cheer Josh Fleming and the team as Zukaz gets into second place. And then we've got uh, Wicked Wench, Z Zillator, a usual honest run. The race caller there won our luck. Uh, mentioned another race caller in the call. And that other race caller, Rob, was on the phone to me yesterday saying, oh, I'm nervous. I've got this horse in the final. I don't want to have to call him. I said, it's all right. We're making the announcement next week on who will be the uh, guest caller for the Battle of the Bush Grand Final. Uh, and it won't be Jay Fleming. So you'll be able to go down and be a nervous <laughs> owner on the day. I'm sure there's going to be a big crowd down there, Toddy Austin, as we welcome you uh, for the second time uh, with a great win by Kettleston 
at Barcaldine on Saturday where you had a great day out. Of course, you and Rick McMahon with the uh, three winners, and I've just lost all my notes, but that won't matter. I can remember off the top of the head. Good morning to you, uh, Todd, and Star of O'Reilly, and now Kettleston joined the crew to go to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Rob. Hey, Tony. Yeah, no, it's good. It's um, good that he made it. <laughs> he finally he, made he, it. He's, yeah, he's tell us the story. He's buddy. another one where it's been difficult to get him to qualify. Yeah, well, he went, um, took him all the way to Conco. He got into the races and Matty Gray uh, had a fall in the first and there was no other jockeys available. So he came home from there and he was in and Quilpy. Um, never got a crack at Quilpy. The first time Quilpy got washed out, and then um, the other week he got as far as Charleville, going to Cullamulla, and Cullamulla got pulled off too. And that was yeah the week before Barky. So he had he had probably three or four cracks of it without going around. He's been one where you've been, I think, pretty confident or quietly confident to get to the Battle of the Bush final. I mean, I know he loves. Um, Bar Calden, he's, he's three from four at the track. But he beat Star of O'Reilly uh, in his last start in Barky on the uh, 30th of April. I know he had a 10-kilo weight ball as well. But, geez, you'd be quietly confident going with these two horses to the final, Todd. Oh, well, yeah. You know, they, they tick a lot of lot of boxes for me, that's for sure. That's well, he, for sure. Yeah, distance-wise, he's no drama there. He's one out to uh, 1,400. He was actually... Eighth in the uh, country cups last year in the final over the sixteen hundred. But is this more his journey at the moment? The twelve hundred? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's only been trained for this. Um, the, the sprinting type, and he does he does like a bit of pace on him, get back a little bit, and he, you know, as you've seen him, he, he finds the line really good. Rick McMahon knows him backwards basically, and had him in a great position there. Um, and, uh, look, he's done a bit of travelling of late, too, as you mentioned, but he also went to Birdsville, this horse. But jockey-wise, any uh, anything set in cement yet for Kettleson? Uh, Tommy Berry. Well, there you go, Tony. There's a, a, an important booking yeah. um, this morning. Yeah. that's uh... Tommy Berry on board. Rick McMahon, I take it, is stuck or sticking to Star of O'Reilly? Yeah, me little pie-eater. He'll, he'll ride Star of O'Reilly. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about Rick. I thought you might have been talking about O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when do you well, take off to get to there, Todd? Um, well, at the moment, I'm holding Starve O'Reilly, getting getting his final set of shoes on. Um, they go to Emerald Demora, Rocky the next day, into Brisbane Thursday morning. And you have a travelling companion with Arwenichi, do you? No, no, no. I'm going with uh, Dar Murray's transport. Lyle Murray okay. and Dar Murray going to take them down for me. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, be, be impressed with that uh, win thanks. on Saturday because Suk has the track record holder at 1,000 metres and he's uh, you've beaten him by half a length and, and horses like Zillator have been going around in the finals. Fully Max was in the final last year. The strength is there and uh, you certainly go in with two uh, live top chances and... Uh, I think uh, there'll be a big ownership group. Josh Fleming is probably organising an after-party already, would you think? We might have just lost him. Lost him? He just had to do a bit of extra shoeing, I think. Yeah, might have had to go and sort I think we've got the general message is in with two strong chances in the final. Yeah, no, it's um, back. Good. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 
That's right. <laughs> Big day for you at the track there on Saturday. It's always nice to uh, to have winners wherever you go, but especially at your home track there. And a treble on Saturday out of the uh, the uh, the six race program. Half the cards always nice to take home at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's for sure. We we did. We had a we had a good day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was it was good. You and Rick, you and Rick McMahon, you're my hero. Uh, another one that came off a, a bit of a poor run at Cloncurry, but very dominant win in the class four. This new one, the Snooper Star, he was an interesting runner. Todd, he was first up uh, since uh, a third at Dubbo, and uh, he's got the hands and heels crew in the ownership. You'd be pretty excited about his win in the benchmark sixty. Yeah, no, he went good. Um, yeah, all carriage crew, carriage bought him and. Um, syndicated him out with all the other other fellas in it, but you know he went um, he went good. I, I don't know what it is with the sizzlings. I don't know, but um, Tony and I sat down the other night and had a look, and I've had twelve sizzling runners for eleven winners. Amazing record, and of course, sizzling. That ill-fated horse was the the star of the show with those um, undefeated run. And basically, it ended up the day being a Barcaldon affair. Grand Palazzo was impressive in the last day, winning the benchmark 45 for the informed Schofield team and Jason Misson. But Dave Rewald helped out in the day with a double, a boy Foster winner on bittersweet pluck and love over goals, scoring his first win, but not as a maiden, in the cutest class one for Patrick O'Toole, another Barcaldon-based trainer. So it was a very strong racing day. And Todd, as we've said, you dominated the meeting with the three. It's your your stable is in magnificent form, and you currently lead the premiership, 47 to 46 over Tanya Parry with a strike rate of 34 percent. This would have to be one of your best seasons. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's been good. Um, yeah, it it's I wouldn't say easier, but it yeah, it's not as hard to get out of bed out of the morning. <laughs> When they're, when they're going as well as they are. So, yeah, no, it's good. Always nice when you can keep that strike rate ticking along. Great to have you on the show again this morning, Todd. Well done with uh, qualifying another one for the Battle Bush Final for 2022. See you at Eagle Farm on Saturday week. No worries, Tony. Thank you. Todd Austin there joining us after the win of Kettleston on the weekend. And, yeah, that's a bit of news breaking this morning, Rob. Uh, Rick McMahon to stay with Star of O'Reilly. Tommy Berry already booked for Kettleston. Yeah, Rick did indicate on the weekend, he, well, I think Kettleston's weight will be too low for Rick as well, but he did indicate Star of O'Reilly was the horse uh, that he would be on. So that and uh, booking announced there. And uh, congratulations again to all the heat winners all the way through and also racing Queensland, Tony, making sure we were able to get these heats run. I know there was one less Capricornia run, but of course uh, the second place getter, uh, Beware, out of the Emerald Heat uh, will go into the final as well. So uh, acceptances, when are the acceptances due, Tony? They come through, oh, I knew you were going to throw that at me, uh, Wednesday morning next week, 22nd of June, 9am. Riders must be declared no later than midday, Wednesday, 22nd of June. Don't ask me when the barrier draw is on because I've already been asked that <laughs> by a few people and I, I don't have any information on that as yet, but I'll have to uh, put a call through to RQ and just work out exactly when we're going to see that, if there's any particular special uh, involvement there with Tattersall's Racing Club because, of course, they're the host club for the uh, Battle of the Bush final again, as they have been since its inception. It's been a, a wonderful addition to the uh, Tattersall's Tiara Day all the way through and wonderful to see, Rob, we were talking about this last week and, and hoping that it wasn't going to catch people out with the uh, nominations closing off yesterday morning. 37 nominations is just fantastic. 
Yeah, they basically got the system worked out now. All the um, all the owners and uh, trainers, and uh, great to see that those thirty seven are there. Um, but Tony, now I just backtrack a little bit, and uh, we've covered the Bar Calden meeting, dominated, of course, by Toddy Austin and uh, Rick McMahon. When you go back to these other meetings, there was also domination within June with Wayne Baker a double and Talia Fenlon a, a double. Um, they had the wins there, or Talia had the win for Glenda Bell on our Stormy Girl. She also had the win uh, on uh, Rodney Hayes' Galapagos. Wayne Baker um, had a winner on the day with stays on tour. I like this horse. It won a Barky two back, four runs for the stable, two wins, two seconds. Keep an eye on it. Paul Randall on board, defeating I'm Strolling in the uh, Class B. And then, of course, Wayne combined with last race, Brooke. Brooke Richardson riding down there on Shijin. The poet's voice, uh, mare that's having its third run for the stable, and uh, got up. And this one had a six to Kettleston at Barky last run. There's some Kettleston form goes right through, as there is with a horse called Helsey and House, uh, with some of the runners on the um, on the weekend as well. Um, but they dominated the the meeting out there with the other winner Pinaru coming out for Benjamin Boehm and Michael Chappelle to take the cutest money in the uh, cutest maiden handicap. You mentioned uh, Gainder, wasn't it, Tony, that you were looking at? Um, I didn't realise that Ros, our favourite bid spotter, mm. was into the training. Mm, I didn't either until I started looking through the results and I thought there can't be too many other Roslyn Berkners uh, in the world, surely, uh, that uh, <laughs> are going to be out there. So, yeah, well done, Ros. Uh, remunerative, I would have to say, is probably Ros's first winner as a trainer in taking right. out the Gainder Cup. I think so. A dream result, I always think, when you go to the Mart sale is you get Steve Davis auctioneering and Roz doing the bid spotting. So <laughs> hasn't happened yet, but good on you, Roz, with remunerative. And that was one of Ty Wheeler's three winners, of course, top master. We mentioned Frisco's image and as well remunerative. And the other winners on the day, Matt Crop's having a great trot going around the country meeting as well with uh, Moonstriker, this horse by Dusty Moon, its first win. Um... In three runs, it's unplaced at uh, Gundawindi. It's only two other runs, defeated Zadie and Lord Rivers. And the other winner on the day was for Daryl Gardner and Ben Moffat uh, with a Rutko, a di- direct charge, a gelding taking out the benchmark uh, 60. Um, then we also had the uh, the Cunnamulla meeting on Sunday. Uh, the other winners there, of course, uh, Shane Iverson and Rick McMahon continuing in winning form. Shani Operator getting the win there. Line up. This one came through good form uh, after a second at Tambo and a Bacos for Raymond Fraser, Armani Blaze for James Hatch and Stephen Galvin, and Peter Townsend with a winner with Gillix Way and Luke Miller. Uh, first run since April um, the 25th, and oh, Maurice Press. This one back in form for Shane Iverson and Brooke Richardson. A good weekend for Brooke going to the two venues. Second at Barky, its last run uh, behind Helsey and House and defeated Chance of Rain and passed the card by a widening seven lengths and, of course, Expellable taking out uh, that Battle of the Bush uh, qualifier. And uh, that covered all the meetings we've done, but we still had other meetings, Tony. Um, and Murrumbar, of course, uh, featured the mighty Fabs Cowboy and win number 48 coming up for Fabs Cowboy with a 10-length win over Ancient Echoes and Revenir, Tyler Leslight. Uh, and I'm sure um, Steve Hewlett has had an interview with Tyler either today or maybe it's uh, later in the week. Yeah, earlier this but morning, yeah. was on this morning. Great to hear. Defeated Ancient Echoes and Revenir. Now, I know that Tony McMahon would normally be on, but I, poor old Tony, I, I feel for him because 
Murrumbah are doing a great job moving forward with all their venues and everything. And as he said, they've been trying to rectify the sound system. But I did hear Tony say he was ready to throw the microphone out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing more disconcerting when you're calling a race. If it chops in and out, it disappears. You don't know whether you've got it or not. But Tony has always battled on in uh, true fashion. Uh, and got the job done, but uh, I'm sure that's something that uh, Mel and the team up there at Murrumbah, they're going to be working hard on on making that happen. Um, And Billy Johnson, a day out, Rhiannon Payne a day out, Billy with four winners, Rhiannon Payne with a double, and Tyler, of course, with doubles. And just very quickly, Rhiannon's win came with electric spirit on uh, for Ross Vague taking out the Class B. Rhiannon also won on Solaire, owned by Richard Simpson here in Longreach. After a third at Bar Calden, here's his name again, behind Helsey and House. It goes to Murrumbah and defeated Von Saga and Spirit House. Uh, Tyler had the win on Fab's Cowboy. He just loves going around for the apprentices, the old cowboy. And he's na- uh, narrowing down that um, record of wins. And then Froze uh, got a Quinella for Billy Johnson, overtaken on Chance and Dalius. And, of course, Billy had a trifecta in race two with Hand Dynasty over only Emma and American Genius, Robbie Farr riding the winner. And uh, Johnny Mansman and Jade Doolan combining with a Midnight Boom over Mashani, Mashani Patriot and Nelson Dory. But what a day out for Billy Johnson up there, the four winners. Of course, on the home track there, but they do a fantastic job. That Murrumbah Club going ahead in leaps in, and bounds. And, of course, Richmond and our own Andrew Watts, uh, was he was flown up to the meeting, Tony, a late call-up. They oh, uh, didn't have the availability there for a caller. And uh, Grant Wiles, I believe, he'd just gone down a little bit crook, and we wish you well, Grant. But uh, Watts, he was able to fill in. Big day out up there, of course. And Teddy Mercury, the star of the show in the Class 6 for Denise and Dan Ballard. Three wins, two placings. It's last five. Um, and going in great form, this Toronado. He'd been second in the Battle of the Bush Heat uh, his last run, and he's had seven runs for the stable for five wins and two placings in great form. The other winners, Cadence for Sean Royce and Nari Nelson at decent odds after coming um, from the Janelle Ryan team. Uh, Tanya Parry, of course, with a winner on Vol- with Volcanic. Terry Hill on board the El Maher, having its third run for the stable. Sean Royce and Jason Hoopert combining with Devil's Number, The Loves Conquers All. And it defeated Gigastar and Spotted Wonder. And to wrap up proceedings, Mark Oates, uh, who gave Watsy a lift home in the truck. And they got back about 11 o'clock at night with Jason Hoopert. No innuendo. Took the benchmark 65 uh, at big odds, I believe. Uh, Ten runs for the stable for eight placings and two wins for this trusting. In good form, defeated Myola Millie and Snippy Strategic. But a big day up there in Richmond, and uh, that's the length that clubs will go to to make sure the caller gets there. They flew down, picked up Watsy, and flew him up there, and then he got a ride home in the horse truck. Uh, I was, was going to say rock star treatment until he had to come <laughs> home at the end. It's what, What's the old expression? You're either the Lord Mayor or the night cart. That's a very old expression if you're talking about <laughs> night carts. <laughs> but there was a fantastic result on the weekend. And it came in Townsville with what's been known, well, it's had many name changes, of course, the old Parry Nissen, the Great Northern, etc. And a special two-year-old got up um, in that particular race. Now, six from six 
with Missile Thunder, Roy Chalemi and Steve Wilson over a very game better rain, which was second in the duel at the Gold Coast. First up for Tom Smith. Great result there, Tom. Dashing GG in for third for Tom Button. Two of the Rocky Gallopers behind Missile Thunder. What a result. 179600 in prize money, 51000 in bonuses. The two-year-old by Smart Missile, he costs 32500 at the March cutest sale. Great value. Six starts, six wins, dominant in North Queensland. Congratulations to Roy Chalemi, Todd Headley and the team.